Podcast by day, Bearcats podcast by night, all day. a list of things that I wanted to talk about today so that I didn't forget anything because I always forget things. Sure. Um, So, so, okay. So, well, so the first thing I just wanted to talk about uh, today is just, I mean, I know I have a basic idea of kind of the order of events, how things happen, Mm -hmm. but for me right now, I'm trying to figure out like a specific timeline at this point, or, or not necessarily a timeline, just uh, the steps, like what what needs to happen is, you know, is it's the registration. And then once that happens, what's the next thing after that? Um, you know, I guess there are probably a lot of, uh, you know, folks out there who are maybe considering doing this. And, uh, you know, and it seems a little confusing because there's just so much stuff and so many things that have to get done. So um, that's sort of what I'm trying to figure out right now. Um, Cause you know, when we got approved for financing that's expired at this point, right. so it's been more than 90 days. So. Yeah. So a couple of things. So number one, with regard to questions that you, that you have, um, we, we, we want to take, and those are great starter questions. So I'm going to address them right away. Um, but just as we go through these episodes, try to keep in mind sort, sort of a progression of, you know, from A to Z, the process in franchising. Like that's our goal with the podcast yeah. is to, you know, for anybody listening, they could start at the first episode and, you know, get the high level stuff. And then, and then off we go, Hey, step one, step two, step three, step four, you know, right through to, to grand opening. Yeah, so yeah. when you have questions, just if you can try to craft them, you know, around that sort of timeline that we are currently at with, with the episodes, you know what I mean? So we Got wouldn't it. talk about like grand opening stuff right now. We want right. to get yes. through everything that gets to that point. Yeah. Um, and so as far as just a, a general, uh, you know, timeline, yeah, with you and, and your situation, uh, it's it's unique um, because of the state that, because of the state that you're in. Yes, uh, there are certain states that we have to uh, apply for unique registration in, um, and, and we did this back many many months ago, and it's taken forever. And and technically, I'm not even supposed to be talking to you about uh, this stuff. Okay, this that, so so we'll end up you know we'll end up cut, cutting that out anyways. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I think the best thing, or at least the safest thing for me or for us, is you know just to leave it nondescript for now as as to where you are and 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 that type of stuff um and the fact that we are waiting for registration we just won't bring it up and then you know by the time these these are released we presume that we are going to have that all set so it won't make a difference um so as far as timeline goes um typically there's there's like a pre-agreement there's pre-agreement work that needs to be done and then there's post-agreement work. So for any candidate who is interested in, you know, any franchise, but specifically a Habitat franchise, you know, there's certainly quite a few steps that they need to go through and we need to go through with them to, to figure out, A, is it the right person? Is this the right 
concept and brand for them? Do they, you know, possess the skills and the, the desire that's needed to, to, to be a business owner? Um, you know, do we fit what they're looking for in a relationship with, with the franchisor? Uh, the whole point of franchising is that, you know, you're in business uh, for yourself, but not by yourself. So there is a, a line that, that needs to be walked and, and, you know, not cross necessarily in a lot of instances where we're coaching, we're guiding, we're mentoring, but you know, it is your business and you have certain unique, you know, advantages to, to being able to make your own decisions in, in, in different ways as well. Um, and so figuring all of that out on the front end, uh, you know, because if none of that makes sense, then why continue, yeah. you know, pretending that it, it makes sense if it doesn't, and that's totally fine. Um, before we get to any any franchise agreement, we need to figure out financing. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be finalized. It doesn't have, mean you have to sign the, the closing documents. We, we would actually you know, advise somebody not to sign closing documents until you've signed the franchise agreement first. But there, there is some pre-work that can be done. And so we have resources in place um, and you've, you know, connected with, with them. Um, um, yeah, and they were great, by the way. They were all super nice and really helpful. Good, good. That's, um, that's great to hear. Uh, and it is their job to, to take your unique financial situation and say, okay, this is what it's going to cost, you know, to invest in a Happy Cat Hotel for yourself. Um, they know the brand very well. They know, you know, the the uh, the franchise fees, the the upstart costs, the the initial investments. They know all of that stuff. And but every person who comes through, you know, their virtual door at this point is, um, you know, ha has a different situation, different credit rating, different, you know, um, current job situation, different savings, different four hundred one k, whatever the the story might be. And so they just take those unique elements and say, okay, based on your profile, you know, you can do this, you can't do this. If here's what we would recommend in terms of a structure for a loan. Um, there's just all different types of, of ways for it to, to, to be looked at. Um, and so once you get through that process and you get that pre-approval, theoretically, um, you know, now you know you have the money available or you can get the money if and when you you need it. Step two is, you know, let's ensure that, um, you know, territory-wise, that it's a viable territory. Um, if you, you know, are in some corn-filled <laughs> town with no residents in the middle of our, you know, great rural country, it might not be a great fit. There's just not enough population density there. Whereas if you're, you know, in a metropolitan city or outside of metro, very different. So typically we've already had a sense of that from the very beginning, uh, yeah. even before financing, it's a quick look for us. But, um, but now that we know you have financing, now we can start to think about, you know, what that looks like in terms of site selection. Now we don't want to get into site selection, because we have resources for that that are reserved for when we get through agreement, but it's still high level. Let's see what's out there. Are we talking about, you know, $18 a square foot? Or are we talking about $45 a square foot, right? Just that type of. Can I tell you, I, 
just as an example of this crazy area that I'm in. And, and of course there are always exceptions and that's, you know, you have to find the exceptions, but there's a building down the street from us. I mean, maybe it's a half a mile from us, 3,200 square feet. It was a former bank building. Um, I inquired about it recently and the rent per month is $22,500. And I was like, no wonder it's been vacant for yeah. years. Like who the heck, like what the, it's just so crazy. It's yeah. so crazy Like to be able to find someone to go in there. I'm like, well, I'm like, why do you think businesses have issues around here? <laughs> um, but with that said, you know, they're just from searching on my own. And I know you have a lot of great resources. Um, you know, there are exceptions. You just have to be willing to, you know, to, to look. And of course, not every area is like, you know, the New York metropolitan area. Right. right. And, and, and the, I think the great thing about like resources that really any, any franchise uh, uh, system should be bringing to the table is that they have, you know, real estate systems, whether they're in-house or third party, uh, third-party partners, but they have systems that, you know, have already have those relationships throughout the various markets in, in the country. So when it comes to you or, or even us trying to find a, a, a building, um, doing drive-bys, and we've done it, and that there's nothing wrong with it. You want to just get a sense for what is, is out there, um, but you've got to go through all of the hoops of getting a broker on the, on the line. And if you're not represented, a lot of times they don't want to take the time to, to talk to you if you're not represented and so on. Are you ready to do this now? Or are you just browsing because right. I don't have time for, you know, that's their general right. attitude. Yeah. When the resources, you know, our, our part, at least our, you know, affiliates start working on these things, they already have those relationships. So it's a search with the criteria that we've already put into their system, you know, it's a phone call, it's, Hey, it's so-and-so from such and such. And, you know, we've got franchise, this is what they do all day long. And so by the time that the results get to your table or our table, they've already been vetted. The landlord is already, you know, confirmed that they're at least interested in the concept. They've already validated what the price per square foot, it wouldn't come to us if that wasn't already done. So it's, it's, it's really great having them do all of that legwork. And then we just get to go and, and sort of pick what, you know, what makes the most yeah. sense for us. And there's negotiations, don't get me wrong, but uh, it, it's much having done it both ways. It's been so much better uh, yeah. on, on resources yeah. to help with that. So again, not to go into to, too much with, with site selection, because it's not typically something that we dig down deep in before yeah. doing an agreement. So very yeah. high level, um, but once you know you've got the financing, and if you you know you've you've committed to at least continuing to explore, um, everything shakes out differently. Some some brands are very rigid with their process. We're more flexible. You know what is it that the candidate needs from us is more important than what we think the candidate should need from it, you know what I mean? Uh, and so in some cases, they've already reviewed the FDD and then they, they you know, start researching their financing options. In other cases, they've researched their finance options, say, okay, we know we can get the money, let's get through the FDD and, you know, that type of thing. Um, 
the now typically FDD goes first because that's got the financials in it. So that tells you okay. what you think you're, you know, you're going to need. Um, does the current FDD have 2021 in it or like, when does that happen? The 2021 numbers? Yep. So, so FDDs are renewed every year and there is a, a essentially a grace period uh, of April 30th. So all franchisors, at least in the U S have until April 30th to update their FDD. Sometimes it takes just about that long. Yeah. When you consider from end of year, you know, if you have 200 units in your system, you've got to get financials for all 200 units for your disclosures. Um, you know, there's financial audits that have to happen every single year. Um, that's just industry standard. So there's a lot of things that happen between, you know, December 31st and, and April 30th until April, I shouldn't even say until April 30th, un, until the revised or the updated FDD is officially released by the franchisor. And it could, it could happen anywhere between January and, and April. Um, all, all opportunities are navigated under the previous year's FDD. Got it. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and, and so that brings us up to, uh, so, so FDD, uh, financing, just high level understanding of, of uh, site selection. And then you know, and this is all presuming that everybody is a good fit for everybody else. And then we get to essentially what is referred to commonly as discovery day. And that's where the, uh, the candidate is, is invited up to, you know, the corporate facility for a tour uh, to meet the staff, meet the team. And um, obviously we, you know, we intend to take them out for lunch or dinner or some, some such thing. And, and, you know, just make sure, Hey, is this what you have thought it was going to be over the last, you know, three months, four months, however long we've been working with that candidate? Uh, and if so, um, typically they're they're at the end of that that discovery day, we do a, a franchise agreement. Um, and so the franchise fees is due at the time of signing, and um, and from there you are an official franchisee, and the world you know, opens, opens up to you and you have access to everything, uh, access to all of the resources, access to, you know, operations manuals, training, uh, uh, you know, two-way communication between the corporate uh, office. Uh, it's, it's all, you know, it's, it's, it's all yours uh, from that, from that point. And obviously we keep a lot of that under wraps and just to protect everybody's interests, but um you know, that's, that's generally the, the stage. Got it. So what, ha so I know that once you sign the franchise agreement, there is a certain period of time uh, that, you know, that you have and to get a location in place, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't sign the agreement, right. And then you're like, Oh, six years from now, you know, let's pick a place, which, right. which makes sense. Um, so what if someone, like, what if a potential candidate is like loves the, the idea, really into it, but they're really concerned about the area they're in and, you know, potential locations or finding something in that period of time. Um, is there any way, you know, what if someone said to you, hey, what if I gave you X amount of money instead of the full franchise fee, give you X amount, 
then we can explore so you know locations if i don't think if it doesn't work out you know you keep the money if it, i think it's good then we go the next step is that something that would ever make sense for anybody i i can't i mean i can't speak for most fran for really any other franchise system but I, but generally speaking they would not do that um I, you know and i don't think that we would do that unless there was some really really unique circumstance of which I, I you know I can't even think of uh, and, yeah. the, and the reason the reason being is is kind of twofold so number one um, I mean there is a provision there is a provision in the agreement where if a, if a suitable um, site cannot be found you know within a given period of time from signing that we can you know go our separate ways uh, typically site selection you know, needs to be approved by uh, the by the franchise system but it, it, again at least in our circumstance we're approving it because we're walking through every single step with you anyways it's not like you're doing all the work and then you're bringing something to us to say hey you know what do you think about this can we approve this if there's a list of sites that you're looking at we're looking at them right with you you know what i mean so we're yeah. on the same page when we find the one that we've that we find together, we're, we're already on that same page. Um, but um, the, the point is there, there's a there's a, a provision in the in the agreement that that allows for both parties to kind of go their separate after uh, I believe it's in there for six months after six months of searching for site selection, if you cannot find it. Um, and, you know, obviously refer to the FDD for, for, for the <laughs> but I believe that's what it is six months. Um, so that's the first thing. The second reason why systems are generally not going to do that is, is just because then it gets into unsystemizing the system mm -hmm. that they've put in place. So if they're if they make that arrangement with one franchisee, they're going to need to make a similar right. you know arrangement with the next and the next and the next. And then we've got a hundred franchisees all who have different franchise agreements. And and you know, I totally get why that makes comfortable sense for the franchisees it's a yeah. complete you know it would be a complete disaster for the franchisor just to be able to manage all of that it's, it is about consistency and everyone's held to the same standards you know and and then you've got people well they you know they didn't have to pay their whole franchise fee up front uh, we're willing to do that but we only want to pay five percent instead of six percent on the royalties you know what I mean? like in it it's yeah, it, 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 it breaks down yeah um, I did, I know that I had sent you um, that information for that property that uh, that I had looked at that was uh, 3,700 square feet. Um, and uh, because of the, so basically this is a property that you had brought to my attention just from a really brief, you know, search. We both, you know, this is months ago. Um, and we had both seen it and it was that dance center, uh, the dance centers in the front. Um, and, uh, and so I, I had looked at it again and I said, well, 3,700 square feet and they had posted some new pictures and it looked really neat. You know, we went to go see it in person and because it's not the front of the building, it's technically the back end of the building, but from the street, you would still have visibility. You would still have signage. But because of that, they're charging a lower rent, probably, I mean, the 
best deal. And I know you have much better resources, but just from my own searches, yeah. the best deal that I have found around here, um, because they're asking for 5,700 a month, which ends up being about 1850 uh, square foot, um, which is tremendous around here. I mean, you're talking, you know, $40 a square foot normal around here. Right. Um, but because of, like, you know, like I said, because of the location where it is in the building, I feel like a lot of businesses would maybe shy away from that. Uh, but for something like this specifically, where you're, you know, boarding animals and, uh, or I, sorry, I know we don't like to use boarding. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're letting animals go on beautiful vacations. <laughs> um, <laughs> it actually, I kind of like it uh, because you're not like right on a busy street where, you know, there are a lot of like crazy noises and stuff. Um, and this, this space itself was uh, great. So the, uh, the gentleman who owns the property is, uh, he said he's pretty positive there wouldn't be an issue, but he's checking with the town just as far as zoning, just to yep. see that it, you know, doesn't cost him anything to do that. So he's just uh, checking because he said sometimes the front of the building and the back of the building is like a different. different thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, so I really, like I said, I love this space for this. Uh, there's parking. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a, an eight minute drive from, from our house. Um, I think there would be a lot of uh, benefits to it. Um, and that's where it brings me to another question I, I was going to ask you. Um, so, you know, at a certain point you have to sign, oh, there's Apple <laughs> behind me, <laughs> one of my cats. Um, at a certain point you have to sign the rental agreement, uh, you know, with the landlord. And, but I'm sure most people don't want to be paying rent for months before mm -hmm. construction even starts. So usually, so in your experience, how long before construction starts do most people sign their rental agreements? So there's, there's tremendous variations in that because it, it rolls into the negotiation like as, as a whole, right? So it's not just uh, how much deferment is the, you know, is the landlord willing to give the, the tenant, um, but, you know, are there um, uh, the TI dollars, uh, um, you know, that are being tenant improvement dollars that are being thrown in there too, right? Hey, if we're going to move in, you've got to, you know, there's asbestos, you've got to get that asbestos removed before we move, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, you know, the actual rate itself, a lot of times can be negotiated. And so, you know, you're taking all of these components and putting it into the negotiation and, and coming out with the best result possible. And so maybe you could get six months deferment, but mm -hmm. they're not going to budge on the rental rate, right? right. Or, or, hey, okay, we'll come down a couple bucks in the rental rate, but we're only going to give you three months deferment. Or since I got to put in a whole HVAC system, you know, no, whatever, whatever, yeah. but you, you know, you work and fight for the most that you, that you can. Um, it's, it's critically important that a candidate wait until they are a franchisee before. And, and that's why this is all tied to site selection too, not just because of the resource, but because your relationship with the franchisor 
And the 10-year franchise agreement is plays an intricate role in the relationship that you have with your uh, landlord. So the the relationship between the franchisee and the landlord is unique between them. It's it's not necessarily a three, we're not on your your lease, it's your lease with them, but they're looking for certain uh, um, assurances from us as the franchisor, which is negotiated out as well. What happens if the tenant leaves and now I've got this cat hotel here? What do I do with that? And and so they're going to be looking to us. So we ha- we play a role, and there is documents that kind of get rolled into the uh, the the the, the uh, I'm sorry the lease agreement. Mm-hmm. But we're helping craft all of that with you and and your real estate attorney or whoever it is that you have in your end to to make all three components kind of come together the way that they right, need to right. um, for, for everyone to be happy for the lease. Yeah. It seems like there's so much involving timing with, you know, with, with this, when you get the financing, mm-hmm. when you, you know, when you sign and um, you know, and uh, ho- you know, you hope it all comes together yeah, in, it, the, in it, the right it, way. <laughs> and, and honestly, I think this is a, a, a big reason why people turn to franchising because to, to do all of that and be trying to figure that out yourself. It can, oh my God. Obviously it can be wanna... done, but it, yeah, it's nothing anybody really wants to have to do if they don't have to. Yeah. But when you get in with a franchise system, all of that stuff is, is figured out. And, you know, even though unexpected things happen and Hey, the landlord's coming back with this. So now we're, you know, now we're going to be a delayed week. Like, yeah, you can't prevent that, but you have, a, 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 you know, a guiding light to, to, to steer the ship by, you know, um, because we've, 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 we've been through that. That's, that's great. How are Jackie and Leanne doing? I keep meaning to email them, but I figure oh, they're probably so busy. Like, I don't want to bug them too much right now. Um, but I, I mean, I follow them on Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram and they post like pretty much daily and it seems like they're doing a ton of grooming. They are doing a ton of grooming. So I just had a call with them uh, before I got on with you. It's like our, our weekly, you know, catch up call. And um, she said it's January 14th and should be pretty slow, but the phone has not stopped ringing all day today. She said we're completely booked or just about completely booked for grooming next week. Um yeah. I think she had two slots left or something like that. So, so great. Uh, th- yeah, they're doing great. And they've got people, uh, you know, coming for all different reasons to, to bring their cats in for, uh, you know, for reservations. Sometimes it's a weekend, sometimes it's two weeks. Um, but they, I mean, they're not in the peak peak season that they were for the first two right. months. Um, but for, you know, a mid January typical slowdown for that type of thing, you know, they're super excited about what, what, volume of business they're doing down there um, yeah and are they right now they're only two employees or do they have someone else yeah they're they're they do have someone uh part-time right now uh they have a part-time housekeeper and uh i believe they're they're training they are training her or getting her started to integrate with grooming as well um, so because cool. grooming is is just going off so uh so quickly over there uh, they're just looking yeah. down the road. They're like, Jackie's going to need, you know, help. So yeah, no, if they're, up. if they're going to bring someone in to groom, does that person have to go through the exact same training that 
they went through to become a was it master groomer feline yeah master? To, for the certified feline master groomer so technically no the requirement is is that at least the executive groomer and or the franchisee is certified uh, so there's one certified member who is who is operating the spa yeah. if they have assistant groomers under them they do not need to be certified uh, but if they if they want to be um, you know, then that's up to the owner of how they want to put them through the program, but they do all of the hands-on training with us at our, uh, you know, at our uh, corporate uh, facility. The, the hands-on training, you mean, uh, you mean the main person, not like any, not the assistants that, that they bring on, right? No, the assistants, they could too. They so they, could. They, they want to, they can also. Yeah, yeah, because there is, there are some distinct differences between the certified groom program and what Happy Cat, you know, franchising um, yeah. wants as, in terms of results and things like that. Um, and, and, and it's really just a matter of, um, you know, keeping, keeping everybody safe. So what we're really trying to, to, to teach and train in there as part of that protocol is, um, you know, when, when to identify it's, it's not a cat that we want to groom. It's, you know, not right. going to be good for the cat. It's not going to do good for the groomer, you know, that type of, of thing. Um, and, yeah. uh, and the other things too, like how we, how we produce our groomers reports and how we, you know, the, the, the terminology or glossary of, uh, you know, all of the definitions for the different, uh, glossary terms that we have. So, yeah, you know, they come, yeah, they come to us for the hands-on. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I have to say we, um, the place we bring our cats to get groomed, we would totally bring them to happy cat. If we had, they'll come to ours, hopefully, right. eventually. Um, you're too curious a person. You're going to, even <laughs> if you don't do the training yourself, you're going to be in there. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, I, I also, to be honest, I almost like feel kind of bad bringing our cats to the groomer because I'm like, I want to be, it's like, do I tell them like, by the way, I'm looking to maybe right. become your competition, but thankfully they are like 95% dogs. I mean, they're like, I mean, it's hard to get an appointment for a cat there just because they're, you know, they want to have the cats on a, in a separate, uh, you know, a separate part of the day, yeah. so it's like mostly dogs. So I won't feel as bad, but, um, and but I, I have, I'm sorry, oh, you know, just, I guarantee too, that they're, they're going to refer business to you. You know what I mean? Right, that, right. That's what I was thinking, right? Like you send cats to us and we'll recommend dogs to you. And I mean, they, uh, I have to say they're really like phenomenal and they've only been open uh, a little over a year now. And there are a lot of, you know, grooming places around here for dogs. Um, and this place is, I mean, there's a waiting list right now to get your pet groomed there because, and, and I think what sets them apart because I'm, I'm, looking at it in a different way now, you know, that I'm actually looking to open my own, uh, you know, happy cat hotel and spa, um, you know, not just from the perspective of a customer, but kind of seeing how they do things and, and you know, what I like. Um, and something that I think just really stands out with them is that um, we brought our cat Mario recently. And Mario is a, really gets kind of scared with strangers, you know, in that type of situation. Um, and they called us while, uh, you know, he was there and they said, you know, we just want to let you know, you know, we've, uh, you know, we gave him a bath and everything. And, you know, he's really, um, really nervous with the, the, 
you know, getting uh, dried and the blow dry and he's freaking out and we really don't want to push him. We don't want to muzzle him. We, you know, we don't do any of that. So we're going to get him as dry as possible. We're going to towel dry him and, you know, we're going to send him home to you. He's going to be wet and he's going to have to, you know, kind of dry off at home. Um, you know, we are going to take, uh, a, you know, a little bit off the, the price of the groom, which they did too. And I was just so appreciative of that because we've brought our cats to groomers in the past where, you know, and I've, you know, I've learned a lot over the years, but I feel like there is so much pressure to produce a perfect looking right. pet that sometimes the animal, you know, that maybe their, their, um, you know, level of comfort is compromised because, they, they want the person to see this like perfect pet, uh, you know, and, and, but for me as a, as a, an animal lover, and I'm sure most pet parents would feel this way, you know, they would rather have their cat come home a little wet instead of coming home, like, you know, with PTSD after a, a grooming session. Um, so I really like that about them. Um, and I don't even know, I think I was going somewhere with that story. I don't know where, but, um, but, you know, again, just something that I observed with them that I really liked that, you know, I, I guess my question was going to be, is that something that, you know, that you guys would do, would you, you know, either, I mean, stop in the middle of the groom or, you know, send a cat home a little bit wet just because it was freaking out, or would you try to, you know, try to prevent that from happening in the first place by, you know, really evaluating the cat uh, with the owner there. Yeah. So honestly, it's, it's both. Um, and we do the consultations, they come in, they, they, the, when I say they, the, the, the owner with the cat, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they meet our, our groomers and the groomer does a very thorough uh, evaluation of the cat, the cat behavior, you know, they've got hands on the cat. They're, they're seeing how the cat is responding to various touch points, right? All the places that we're going to need to touch when we actually get to, to grooming them. We're going through the history with the owner or, you know, have they ever been groomed before? How are they at the vet? What are the responses that, you know, all of that. So we can ferret out as much as possible. And we really, really, you know, try to encourage the owners to be fully like, outright and transparent and not to be yeah. embarrassed if the cat right. gets you know gets swatty or has bitten yeah. somebody in the past like that's okay we just need to know um yeah. you know and and obviously you've, you've taken a tour already you, you you've seen you know some of the yeah. equipment that we use like it's all you know intended and designed for cats we don't use the ties or tethers they're never right. tied off it's always our hands if we have to wrap them in something it's wrapped in a towel so that they feel you know snug and 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 uh, and comfortable uh, so it's all of that pre-stuff makes a huge difference with the end result no question how we introduce them to the water uh, yeah. you know especially if it's their first time but so that's the first part of the equation but even with all of that, sometimes you just get a cat who, you know, that we call it the turkey timer or, you know, does is doing fine through the whole process and then, you know, gets to the dryer like Mario. And right, just, right. What the heck is this? Yeah. You know, I'm not cool with this. And, you know, and there's certain things you can do calmly to, to you know, to reposition them. We'll take them on our lap. We'll groom or dry them yeah. in our lap. We're in, in a towel, in our lap. Sometimes yeah. just making that transition, you know, makes the difference. But at the end of the day, if, if that stuff doesn't work and, you know, they're, they're having, you know, they're upset and they're having an episode, then we're done. And it's exactly yeah. what you said. It's a phone call. It's a text message. Hey, we're going to stop the groom because 
you know, there's no benefit. There's no benefit. And, yeah. and especially with the long hair cat, you know, going home dry, they're, they're going to be prone to getting more tangles and snarls and mats. So, you know, they are going to have to go home with some instructions. Like you're going to have to right. you know, yeah. brush for the next, you know, 12 hours, like to make yeah. sure yeah. that it doesn't mat up as it, as it dries, but still that's a, a better scenario than trying to, to force a groom that, you know, isn't, isn't, yeah. doesn't make sense to happen, you know? Yeah. And I noticed recently, I don't know if this was something new that you guys added or if it, if it was always an option, but I saw that you can add, uh, like you, if you aren't able to pick up your cat right away after the groom and there are rooms available that you can have them stay for, I think it was like $25 or something like during the day, which I think is such a great idea because, you know, if you have an empty room, you can, you know, make something from that. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks, maybe can't get there right away. Yeah. And, and a lot of times the grooms are, you know, are pretty quick, a couple of hours and, and you're getting your cat back. So, I mean, we do, we have people who, who travel, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to sometimes, yeah. to, you know, to have their, their cat groomed and it's too far for them to go back and then come home or, you know what I mean? So they go and they, yeah. they run errands or do what they can or go visit a friend, you know, whatever they, they yeah. can do for the day. Um, and and so sometimes they make a commitment you know and and they'll rent the room because like oh gosh yeah that helps i won't be back until two she's the cat's going to be done at 11 30 you know can she stay yeah. in the room and and it's um you know it's a nice comfortable place, as long as we have the rooms available so right right exactly yeah. um i mean i'm ready i'm ready to to go i'm ready to open one of these things <laughs> let's go new york <laughs> But yeah, like I said, we're, I mean, we're super enthusiastic about it. We, uh, you know, we're, we're really excited. I'm trying to just like pace myself and not, you know, because obviously every, everything has to happen in a certain order. So yeah. I can't be signing, uh, you know, rental agreements right, right now. I right. Have to, you know, I, I, no, I know. And that's, I mean, that's where I'm frustrated too, is like, you might have something that really works, you know, that you found and, you know, we don't want to miss it, but yeah, we're, you know, everybody's hands are tied at the same, yeah. same time. So gotta hope that if, uh, you know, if not that, that something else, you know, will pop up, it, you know, it, it always, uh, does. It always does. Like, what, like, here's a good example. What did you think of Jackie and Leanne's place? I loved it. Right. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was, uh, I mean, it was beautiful. It was, it was not what we thought we had looked for a long time. I mean, we had looked yeah. for, for many months, right? And, and you know, couldn't find the ideal. We were being picky at first and that was okay. And then we really started to, to ease off on it and started making concessions where, you know, we wouldn't otherwise, but hey, let's get this done. And, right. you know, and that thing kind of fell into their lap. It wasn't even something we had a direct search on. It was past from one broker to a, Hey, I think Keith over there's got something you might want to call him. And that's how it happened. And we got there and it was, you know, it was that sort of warehouse type building with other, yeah. you know, and it was in that little back, not right, alleyway, right. but that little back road, you know, that went, that went around from the, from the main drag and stuff. And we were just like, we were not super enthusiastic about it. Just fight, you yeah. know, first, first sight scene. Yeah. But you know, we, we went in and, and talking with the owner, talking with the contractor, talking with all the different people, 
And it just like, it started to materialize and, you know, and yeah. then we stepped back and we said, you know what, this, this is actually, and by the time it was all said and done, they are completely in love with it, you know, yeah. and, and there's so many components, just the landlord being the number one, that's, that's yeah. gonna be huge. Um, you know, and, and the site, the location doesn't matter. Like you were talking about it, your, your, your place that you found, you know, it's set back. There's around the, around the back. But the, yeah, the, at first I was like, no way. Yeah. I was like, not in the but back. No, but yeah, it, I love it now. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. And it doesn't matter for, for what we're doing. You know, we don't yeah. want to be on a main drag. I mean, your point I, is, is hundred percent on, on, on point. Like we don't want to be in a strip mall. We don't allow plazas or anything like that. You're going to have 200 people walking yeah. in your cat hotel just to look oh what's right. this what are the cats and right. kids banging on the glass and it's not it's not what you want so uh it's a it's a destination location people will find it seek it out and and come to it because it's the one thing that they want they want to bring yeah. their cat there and and you'll you'll be fine um yeah and to your point if you know if we lose time because of the registration or whatever. And that thing gets, gets gobbled up. There's another one out there. Don't, yeah. don't let yeah. it, I've done it. I've, I've missed what I thought was my opportunity and oh, yeah. made it myself for it. And then we, we found another one and looking back on it, the other one was, was better. The, where yeah. we ended up was the place where we were supposed to be for a yeah. hundred reasons. And we didn't know it then, you know? Right. Exactly. Um, I know where you probably have somewhere to be. Can I ask one yeah. more question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The building itself. So as far as I'm sure there are a lot of requirements uh, that, you know, Happy Cat Hotel has like for, for a space, mm -hmm. uh, you know, stuff that I wouldn't understand more, you know, construction type stuff. Yeah. So if there's a place that we really like, uh, is there a point where either you or someone from Happy Cat Hotel comes in person, like before a rental agreement is signed and looks around and says, you know, well, this is a deal breaker or, you know, we would have to change this. hundred percent. Yep. Okay. We're there the whole, the whole way we're there in person, uh, our project manager, we're doing a walkthrough. If, if, if they can't be on site, you know, we're doing a FaceTime walkthrough. Right. Uh, I mean, at this early stage of our franchise evolution, you know, I'm there in person. It's my favorite part is the construction anyways, like that's my background. And so that yeah. you know, I'm like, bothering the the i'm bothering the the contractors because i'm like hey, can, I, can i put some doors in can i do some trim that's, I mean, that's a great thing though because that's usually one of the it's one of the most difficult parts of this so to yeah. for you to have that knowledge is so useful uh for something like this because you know the construction is always uh you know challenging yeah and you heard about the doors right yeah, that you, know, you. I mean, that was. Remote. Did you drive them down? I did, the I did drive them down? Yes, and that's just you know. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't have done it for anybody. Like they had it. We had a deadline. That was the one and only thing that was going to throw the deadline off. It was unacceptable to me, and like whatever I have to do to to make this thing go, and so we did it. But uh, it was the <laughs> contacts up here, just from my construction background, that was able to pull that you know to pull yeah. that off. They they couldn't get the doors secured down there. And um, I started making calls up here and pulled some strings and called in a favor and, you know, got yeah. doors in six days and I drove them down there. So uh, 
awesome. Yeah. Hey, New York is a little closer. So, you know, <laughs> bothering, you're going to be like, I wish she was in California. <laughs> no, that's the last place we want to go. Bring, can you bring this? Can you come help me with this? I yeah. need help. <laughs> what is, well, you made the drive. What is it? Two hours, two and a half hours? I think it was more like an hour and a half. Oh, yeah, it, that's not, not bad. Yeah, it really wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, it's a nice, uh, a nice drive. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, you're going to, you, you might get sick of us asking for you to be. I, I, honestly, I, to really, truly, like, I wish that I could have been down there with them more than I yeah. was. And I was down there a lot. I mean, I yeah, probably made you there a lot. Like, yeah. I, think I made five trips by the time, you know, including the grand yeah. open trip. Um, you know, I took a train a couple of times, drove down there a few times. Um, it's just, it's exciting to me. It's just exciting yeah. to, to see them and to, and to see you and, and, you know, the folks in, in Austin, like just right. jazzed up about this and, and this opportunity and this dream and like, it's happening. And like, I just, I feed into that so, so much. So I don't know. Maybe maybe you could push the line and and and, and request too much, of my, but I mean, an hour and a half drive for me. I'll do that every day for you know for, for, not for months. That's not yeah. that bad at all. No, I, I mean, I was driving up to Boston and even Southern Connecticut. I mean, we were doing construction down in Greenwich and Stamford. It was an hour and a half drive. So right, you know, we do that every day for years. We're only like ten miles from Greenwich. That's it's yeah. my backup, right? If New York. Uh, if New York doesn't come through, I'm like, well, we're right across the border. Well, so. I, I, I must not have told you. I, so I already explored that because that was one thing, yeah. like, you know, when I looked at the distance and everything else, I'm like, well, we could slide them into Connecticut. Yeah. I found out that the FDD has to follow the, the resident. So you're a New York well, resident. Really, so yeah, yeah, you could put yeah. it anywhere and you still need to be served a, uh, a New, New York, York FDD. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, that's good to know, I guess. I was thinking I'm like New Jersey, Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you can do all of them if you want to. <laughs> right, eventually, right? But I do I do like the idea of being able to say, you know, Happy Hat Hotel, White Plains, or, you yes. know, somewhere, you know, yeah, New York I, where I live. No, I, I, I agree. Um, if you can, yeah, if you want to send me that that spreadsheet. So was that something you built from scratch or the one that we, did you yeah. send so me? Yeah, that one and that for but I'm always just it, it's always easier for me if I just start from scratch I, on my own with stuff. so um yeah. yeah so I did uh I did them and uh yeah I'll send that to you right okay. when we get off this call um to show you what I came up with but like I said I'm sure that I mean I showed it to my uh my dad my dad said based on these projections he's like I kind of want to do this deal right now <laughs> but <laughs> and you're like so then I'm definitely missing something <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no but I mean I took basically I took uh you know uh information what I know about uh Windsor, Windsor and yeah. how when Windsor's numbers and kind mm -hmm. of applied them to this scenario like you know how many nights you know total nights you know you did and Yep. what that would be for this. So I tried to do that. Um, but, uh, and did, you know, of course, you know, all, uh, different scenarios. Um, but yeah, I'll send that to you. Uh, yeah, I know my, I know my, my dad, uh, is, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's excited about it too. Um, you know, of course he's always, uh, you know, he's always a little more, uh, cautious about things, but he, you know, he really does, uh, 
you know, he really loves this idea. So yeah, it's awesome. And, and I mean, we can't, you know, like we don't have the history of a Dunkin' Donuts or a McDonald's or, and we, get, we understand right. that. And so it's, it's, you know, I think there are some benefits to that too. <laughs> I think so. I mean, yeah, you're not getting the founder of Dunkin' Donuts, you know, coming down to your site to make sure that everything goes the way that it's supposed to go. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just that yeah. the level of passion. That's one thing that we really, you know, deeply care about. Um, and I suppose there's going to be a point at which, you know, whatever number it is, if it's 25, yeah. 50, 100, 500, like I won't be able to, to do that. Um, yeah you know, if, if my kids don't uh, grow up and kick me <laughs> off the board and, you know, take, take control of the company uh, and I'm still there, then, then, you know, yeah, I won't be able to do that. But um, for the lack of history, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's the corporate units and what they can do. And it's a lot of projection. I, I cannot say this, like the, the intent is for somebody to look at Windsor Mm-hmm. and East Granby and and put that into their right their pro forma right yeah. considering well that's also that's Windsor Connecticut I'm in Miami you know right. what I mean? so yeah. they've got 180,000 people that they're serving I've got three million like what can right. I do here right? right we can't make those projections we can't tell them. we don't even know we, and we would yeah. even if we didn't know we'd get in trouble yeah but you know it's that's the the work that has to be done since we don't have tons and tons of, of yeah. years of, of, of history. And then the rest is just like a promise. Like we will figure it yeah. out, we will make it work. We don't, yeah. we will, whatever we got to do. So yeah. if I got to be down there scooping litter boxes with you, then so be it. <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. Uh, we just want success. So I don't know. Yeah. That's the end of the story. Cool. Um, well, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm excited. I'll send you that stuff. Um, and, uh, you want to plan on, uh, next week, um, same or around same time, at least as of right now, I'm, I'm good for next Friday. Yeah, we can do the same time next week. That should be fine for me. Um, I, I'm wrapping, I started wrapping on my Fridays early cause Jude has, uh, drum yeah. lessons and Cub Scouts and all that type of stuff. So like two thirty, three thirty, four, three. you know, this is fine. I yeah. can get out of here and get, get him where he needs to be. So that works. Cool. Perfect. Um, awesome. Well, have a good weekend um, and have fun with the drumming and all that good stuff. (laughs) Don't, don't let them go to the happy cat hotel. No, no, no. we, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like pick your poison. (laughs) We we either give them an outlet like drums or karate you know, yeah. or, or he's a Tasmanian devil in the house. You know what I mean? Right. Like board right. games are not going to cut it for this kid. Like yeah, so, it's true. Yeah. 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 You got to get the energy out somewhere. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, well, have right. fun. Have good a great well. weekend. Um, and I will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Christina. Have a great weekend. Right. You too. Bye. Bye.